Hey y'all, it's me Ed. You can follow me on Twitter at Carbazel. I contribute articles for MMA News, MyMMANews.com, SureDog.com, and uh, 1.37 p.m. Most of my content is related to combat sports and the sport of mixed martial arts. Um, if you want to see links to all my work, it's uh, attached to my Twitter handle, at Carbazel. It's spelled C-A-R-B-A-Z-E-L. And um, this is Monday, April 27th. Um, so last week, on the, 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 I co-hosted a podcast called Coast to Coast Combat Hour. And uh, last week, we had a, je- a guest, uh, Dr. John Lucas, who is a ringside physician for the state of South Carolina. He's um, sat ringside f- for events uh, on behalf of the UFC, boxing, uh, regional events. Um, he's toured the UFC's uh, Performance Institute, so he's definitely knowledgeable at what he does. Obviously, he's a busy man right now because he is a practicing physician regularly. He has his own practice, and, uh, you know, with a the coronavirus and stuff going on he actually made some time for us we pre-recorded it early last sunday and i think i I plugged it for folks to listen to so it's up now if you want to listen to it um he had a lot of good uh insight on what it would take or what what it should take to return to uh for combat sports to return to action and the reason why i'm opening with that on this week's podcast is because obviously uh that same week uh later that week i want to say thursday right uh the ufc announced uh obviously they may 9th was their targeted date for florida but they said they're going to do may 9th may 13th and may 16th so that's a saturday wednesday saturday in may for them to uh start uh hosting events again the three events are supposed to take place in Florida. It's funny because we joked around about Florida and them deeming um, sports entertainment as essential businesses. And uh, one of the things that um, we had joked around about it, but we said, are we going to start seeing folks flock there? And I, can, I think it was already kind of out that the UFC was going to go there because of the WWE being able to do stuff and things like that. Um, so the UFC made their official announcement um, that week, I want to say Wednesday or Thursday, that they were going to be hosting those events in Jacksonville, Florida, the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena. And obviously May 9th is the uh, redo of UFC 249. The main event is Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. Um, and then they, they add the co-main event of Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. Uh, for the bantamweight title, um, I don't know. It's 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 weird. I'm I'm cautious. Dominic Cruz has been out so, for so long, and when he gets injured, it seems to always keep him out. I, I know the last time he was out and he returned, he came back in a dominant fashion. But man, uh, I mean, I, I Dominic Cruz is probably one of my favorite. 135ers just because of his mindset and, and his intelligence and stuff like that. So um, I don't like to doubt the man. Uh, as uh, but uh, you know, I, I, it might be. Although Henry Cejudo is coming off of that shoulder surgery too, so it might not be as bad as we think. I think they're they're both like uh, Cejudo's obviously the favorite. Uh, I think um, last odds I checked, Cruz was the underdog at plus 200. But um, anyway. 
Um, UFC 249 May 9th at that arena. And then they're going to do that Saturday. The There's supposed to be a Wednesday event. And then the following Saturday. So they didn't really talk about... I'm looking at the, the press release the UFC just sent now. They mainly focused on UFC 249. Obviously because the last one, you know, they had the plug pulled on them. So they have to be... I guess they have to be really careful about maybe being able to pull one off first before they start doing these, um, you know, going more in depth. The funny thing is, uh, over the weekend, you know, there's media friendly that the UFC, Dana White will sit down and give time to, um, who that is, is, uh, it's very few people, uh, oddly enough, Robbie Barstool from Barstool Sports is one of them, Kevin Isle is the other big one from, um, uh, Yahoo Sports, and uh, so he did like a bit, almost uh, thirty minutes with him, and they talked about uh, you know the, the planets to return and things like that. And uh, I mean, if you had your hopes up for this event being free on ESPN as of right now, that's not going to change. Uh, apparently, the early prelims and the prelims are, are going to be on everything for folks to watch, but the pay per view main card is still going to be a pay per view, which kind of sucks. Um, so, and, uh, you know, he made a comment about like, you know, people that can afford to do it during these hard times can still buy it. But, uh, I mean, we joked around about it on the coast to coast combat hour too, trying to get someone to understand how to purchase a pay-per-view through the paywall that is ESPN plus is, uh, is a chore on its own, let alone charging folks that might not be able to have that, that have to watch where they spend their money. While we're all being made to stay home uh, until the you know the pandemic clears up. So um, anyway, I tweeted out the the entire fight card. I listed it for that way I have it for a future article. So um, if you want to know who the pay per view portion is, the the first uh, Anthony Pettis. So they flip they sw- they switched it up I think because he said it on the interview with Kevin Isle. Let me look at my list. Give me one second. I have my list up right here. Yeah, so when I tweeted it, uh, they changed it around because it looked like one, two, three, four. So typical pay-per-views, the main card is always five fights. So when I listed it, I had it as Donald Cerrone and Anthony Pettis as being the first fight on the main card. But when Dana White spoke with Kevin Io that's been flipped so i don't know how this freaking happened but i guess uh greg hardy draws so greg hardy versus jorgen de castro is supposed to be the first fight on the main card and then jeremy stevens versus calvin qatar francis Ngannou versus jarenzina rosenstrike uh henry cejudo dominic cruz and then ferguson gaethje for the for the interim lightweight title but um one two three Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So we, as of right now, there's a dozen fights for you listed for UFC 249. They're all like names, and like none of these, none of these fights are. Most of these fights would be like in, um, you know, the if they were going to do a, the broadcast portion, any of these fights would be there. But I guess because they're, they're trying to, it's a pretty stacked card because there's no there's no unknown fighter from the from the first fight to the very last fight so 
the first fight is Bryce Mitchell versus Charles Rosa, just to give you a, so, uh, and then Vincente Luque versus Nico Price, Uriah Hall versus Jacare Souza, the middleweights, uh, Carla Esparza versus Michelle Waterson. It's, it's Waterson's first fight back since losing to uh, Joanna. Um, before Joanna for uh, Wei Li for 244. Ryan Spawn versus Sam Alvey. Uh, Alexi Olenek versus Fabricio Wardoom, which is a heavyweight grappler fight. Uh, should be interesting. And then, uh, like I said, they flipped it on me. So Donald Trump versus Anthony Pettis. That's supposed to be the main fight for the ESPN broadcast portion before they jump over to the pay-per-view. So those are your fights if you're interested. Um, I mean, there's not going to be much else on if they pull it off. So uh, no fans. And uh, obviously Florida is a, uh, a little lax on the on the uh, what they can and can't do. So it looks like we'll have we'll, it'll probably be similar as far as production-wise to the way they did the Brazil event, maybe with more folks. So, we'll see. Um, uh, you know, one of the things we're concerned with is, is how they're going to handle it if someone gets sick. And coincidentally, someone did get sick, not at an event. Um, if you haven't read about it, I wrote about it over at MyMMANews.com. Lyman Good, who's a welterweight in the UFC, he was originally on the original UFC 249 uh, card. And he tested positive for... COVID-19 um but he initially said it was an injury he let it out later with um ESPN um that uh, he actually was sick and he was uh two weeks uh quarantined himself and uh you know he got past it and tested himself again he's actually back training he says he's 100 percent, but he said he was really sick for about two weeks and he just didn't want to uh cause any concern until he had gotten past it and so now that he's past it he's looking to donate his blood plasma to see if there's antibodies you know that can help other people and help fight the virus and things like that so um one thing that hasn't really taken a hit as uh chael sonnen's submission underground he's actually held two events during this whole thing which i mean say what you will but i mean if you're if you needed something to look forward to i love the pacing of submission on the ground i love the i love the submission only grappling promotion the only thing obviously there's no fans and uh he actually does feature tag team submission grappling and because of the restrictions on how many people are allowed and stuff like that he couldn't do that but it was a lot of one-on-one matches and the pacing is great like you, you know with him even with having to clean up in between matches uh, the pacing was still great um, because they had to sanitize the 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 submission underground cage for all the matches. So it was really uh, it was really something. Uh, it was a nice break from every you know watching and binge watching stuff and uh, you know watching streaming stuff or or whatever marathons are on TV. So that was last night on Sunday. The main event had Craig Jones versus uh, Vinny Magalesh. Craig Jones, one of John Danaher's. Uh, grapplers and are they and um Vinny Magalesh if you if you follow MMA I mean he's from the jiu-jitsu world but you know he was a finalist a couple of times uh for the first year of uh professional fighters league uh fights light heavyweight middleweight I believe he's a big dude um he got his leg his he got his leg turned twisted his foot twisted the other way twice and he he never winced or, or tapped from it he actually did a verbal submission when they were grappling 
it, it, it looks odd, but when you watch the replay, you see that in the, the first submission that Craig Jones went for, he got underneath him and, and twisted his foot the way that it's not supposed to twist. So that's that's a broken ankle or foot or dislocation or whatever happened. You could I noticed that it was getting purple after the first one. The fact that he kept grappling and never like tapped or whatever, um, you know, it's a verbal submission. When he, it looked like he realized it afterwards. That's because he maybe he tried to post or drive off, and it was like, no, this is over. And he kind of said something and, and let the ref stop it. So you have to really. It doesn't seem like anything great until you see the replay after and when you realize what happened. So that was submission underground thirteen, um, and uh, that was the main event. The co-main event was. Uh, uh, Richie Martinez, the boogeyman versus Austin Vanderford, who competes at 185 at Bellator MMA. I don't know what Martinez weighs, but uh, Vanderford, he's only a purple belt uh, under at um, Gracie Baja. I'm sorry. Is it Gracie Baja Portland or they, or they call it ATT Portland now? American Top Team Portland. And um, Trangent Fabiano Scherner, who's not really one of these leg locky modern guys, but. I mean, Vanderford is such an athlete. I've been following his career since he fought at Victory VFC, the, the squared cage the promotion that used to be around back in the day. Um, and he uh, he's just a uh, you know, great wrestler, great athlete. And his, so his plan was knowing that it, technically he couldn't keep up with Martinez. He almost got caught in a couple submissions, and he kind of scrambled or muscled his way out of it. But, um, I mean, to have... Uh, he, to have him submit uh, Martinez under EBI rules, and my, my, mind you, Martinez is the 10th planet black belt, and the submission underground uses EBI rules. So the fact that he, he had the plan to go the distance, go into overtime, and then submit him uh, you know, during the overtime, that's, uh, that's something else. I mean, it's too bad the sports books, I mean, not all of them do bets for grappling because I think I'm pretty sure he was the underdog and that would have paid off nicely um, so that's that and then I just submitted today's article for uh, Bellator so like uh, talking about sports coming back and sports returning um, Bellator MMA Scott Coker did an interview last week with MMA Junkie and um, their plan is for July um, so he's not trying to rush back or, or you know use, <laughs> use anyone with light uh stay-at-home laws or however you want to however you want to describe Florida <laughs> but his plan is to come back try to come back in July close off events no fans and uh, since uh, Bellator is a Viacom CBS property he said that they're looking at using closed uh, some studio lots either at Paramount or at CBS um, but uh, they still have to wait for the athletic commissions to design their protocols first on how they can, what they're going to do, and then and then Scott Coker wants to see what it, what he can do on top of that, just to keep fighters and staff safe because there's a lot of people involved in the event. Um, you know, when you look at when you look at cut men, corner the the coaches and corner men of, of each fighter. I mean, that helps to have them there, and then uh, the referee, and having camera operators, is a uh, a. a it's, it's necessary for production value, but they're also close enough that stuff can happen. And um, obviously there has to be commissioned folks present and things like that. Um, so one of the things that he said, he, he said uh, if they can do it with like 40 or 50 people and closed off events in, at either, uh, you know, closed off outlet, 
out closed off studio that's uh what we have to look forward to i'm hoping they resume with bellator 241 and then pick up where they left left off kind of like what the ufc is doing so um so i think we're coming out of it um i don't know if you're running out of things to watch and do um news is certainly hard to to find um and it's weird how i was getting interviews towards the beginning of this thing but it seems to be harder to get them as we're coming out of it i guess because everybody's trying to choose uh where they who they interview with um carefully but um yeah i've been watching uh bosch on uh, amazon prime because uh that's been like in my face this whole time i've never watched it they have six seasons so and i'm really enjoying it i think i'm on season four now i'm finishing up season four but bosch on amazon prime um it's a detective uh modern day detective uh story um i gotta say it's it's uh it's kept me interested i mean i try to get into other things and and there's not a lot out there i i gotta (laughs) i'm probably gonna get hate for it i've already gotten hate for it i've never watched the wire i tried to get into it i'm actually in the second season of the wire and it's not really drawing me back but bosch is drawing me back so I don't know. I mean, to each his own with his taste. So I don't know what you guys are watching, but that's where I'm at this uh, coming at the end of April. It's been pretty much like a month and a half of this uh, stay at home nonsense. And I'm know about you guys, but I'm getting tired of it. But I am playing video games to pass the time when I'm not writing and searching for news and interviews. So um, maybe I'll I'll get into that. I actually I, I have a. Uh, I'm finishing up the Quantic Dreams collection uh, on the PS4. I played Heavy Rain, played Beyond Two Souls, and I'm playing uh, Detroit Becoming Human now. Um, pretty good, these interactive drama games, so I'm into them. Um, anybody want to chime in? Or Obviously, if you use this, I'll put it on the next episode if we're still on lockdown. Uh, the good thing is that I've been able to put out uh podcasts every week for my own podcasts i mean i i I do it regularly with the coast to coast combat hour which i I record tomorrow um i might be on the last round podcast which is a boxing centric podcast this week or next week so if i do get on that um i'll let you guys know uh just to talk about combat sports as a whole uh daniel zaldivar uh co-host that with uh, his friend Mike, and uh, they get some really good interviews there. So um, I might be one of them. <laughs> so anyway, uh, thank you for listening, uh, my five listeners that listen regularly. Um, uh, again, I'm having fun doing stuff like this, though. So it's not all doom and gloom. Um, once the weather gets nicer, I'll start jogging and stuff too. And then uh, I think we're, we're we're getting out of it. So uh, you know, start. Start revving your gears up to get your life back in order. I know I am. So thank you for listening. Have a good week. Stay safe. Stay home. Uh, But get some air. You know, keep your distance and all that. Take care.